everybody, it is Monday the 19th of December, almost Christmas, and what a fabulous World Cup. My daughter's relationship with her argy-bargy boyfriend survives intact. Goodness only knows what he would have done if they'd lost. Passionate, to say the least. This is the Marcus Day Morning Meeting Podcast. General advice only. Don't confuse it with advice suit your personal financial circumstances. Usual rules. Just a quick one this morning. Not too much going on today. Just me this morning. We're down 15 points. Narrow range. We've been down 26. Resources holding up. Gold having a rally. Coal having a rally. I've done the 2023 post-it notes article. Have a look in the newsletter If you want to send me your 2023 predictions, please do, and I'll add them to our list. Lots of duplication on the list, and one of the common themes, which is quite sensible, is to repeat the themes from this year. This year, all you really needed to know was coal and lithium. If someone had stuck a post-it note on your dealing desk this time a year ago, or sorry, on your dealing screen that said buy coal and buy lithium, you would have had a fabulous year. And the idea is to identify what should be on our trading screens today for 2023 and lots of people think lithium again uranium coming up a little bit i've touched on that in the strategy piece today i listened to an economist a fund manager's economist the other day at lunch and he was talking the reaction to fukushima and the damage it caused was a massive overreaction which has denied the world the highest return on investment energy source, denied many nations their energy independence, and that the world would be a better place if we'd pushed ahead with nuclear power rather than being beholden to fossil fuels. And obviously after this year, countries like Russia, and that in fact the damage from mining, coal, oil, and the pollution that goes along with those is vastly more significant than the nuclear disasters that the world has seen. They just don't happen quite as explosively. Anyway, I put a few charts of uranium stocks in the strategy piece today. No real signs of life yet, it's got to be said. But maybe that'll be the theme for next year. And maybe not. The other things you needed to know this year were BHP and Rio would be fine. CBA would hit a new all-time high. Sell anything to do with the pandemic. All those pandemic stocks from ARB to Kogan to Redbubble, Temple and Webster. Breville, Adairs, all disasters this year. The pandemic was a thing, an event. It wasn't a trend. And the other thing which goes a little bit against stock market idioms is you should have caught the knife on AMP and AGL this year, two of the better performing stocks. And there are plenty of other post-it notes for this year gone past. We're looking for post-it notes for next year. And there's a little theme for those post-it notes. One of them is cash is king. This is the year of earning interest again. Buy bonds and a few others. This is the lull before the bull market. I sort of hope that's true. Essentially, the central banks will at some point relent on this policy aggression that we've seen reiterated in the last week. And at that point, maybe we'll build the basis for a new bull market, but no sign of it yet. Travel will never recover. AI is coming big time. Have you seen some of these AI apps? We will no longer be typing into Google, sell Google or Alphabet. We will no longer be typing into a search engine. 
we'll be typing into an AI engine for our specific needs, not for someone else's rambling writings about something that's sort of related to what we searched. AI will give you the answer directly without having to go through a rubbish video made by some tin pot amateur. Anyway, AI is coming. Once you see this stuff, you begin to realize we will all have AI apps on our phones by the end of next year. And at some point, the largest companies in the US tech sector will be AI. It is coming and it is coming through apps. Fossil fuels stronger for longer, quite like that post-it note. Then there are all sorts like uranium, graphite, vanadium. Most of them have got exclamation marks at the end. Work from home. It's coming. Don't resist. Sell anything to do with offices. Avoid crypto again, even if it goes up. It's not an asset class. It's a very dangerous gambling price. Lots of stuff about sticking with electric vehicle themes, copper, nickel. And I quite like this one. If you thought Medibank getting hacked was bad. Wait until Facebook gets hacked. All those pictures of you with your tongue out in the bathroom aren't going to look so smart then, are they? And lots of other stuff. Send me your predictions for 2023. Otherwise, on the strategy stuff, you can read it all in the weekend email. I've given you the bullet points today. Flopping into Christmas would be the headline. A week of central bank meetings has told us the job isn't finished. They don't believe inflation has peaked yet. They need more evidence and interest rates are going to stay higher for longer until they know inflation has peaked. This headline summed it up. Fed may push rates higher, comma, keep them there longer. And that's what we're reacting to in the last week since the FOMC meeting. The next major economic releases are the CPI number, US CPI number on January 14 and the FOMC meeting on February the 1st. So we've potentially got three weeks of not a lot happening on the macro backdrop. Three weeks fumbling along. As I point out in the strategy piece today, we are in the confession season. That is the period ahead of results season in February where companies have had a quick look at their preliminary pre-audit numbers for the six months and suddenly work out, work out the market's got it wrong and they're too high or too low. I haven't picked up the tone for the confession season yet. Sometimes it can be quite good, but as we come to the end of the year and a few companies look at their pre preliminary numbers, you might just find a few profit warnings next month. And the industries that do it sort of trend. In other words, all the retailers start telling us how terrible things are. For instance, there was a bit of Fed speak over the weekend. None of it good daily. I don't know quite why the markets are so optimistic about inflation. Williams, we're going to have to do what is necessary. The peak in rates could be higher than we have written down. Mester, we will have to keep the rates, Fed funds rate above 5% next year until we get inflation moving back down on that consistent basis. All of it is hawkish. Other quick strategy drivers, China's COVID resurgence has made a lot of headlines. Not terribly good for iron ore prices, you would think, but the resources stocks are one of the better performing sectors, and it seems we have become a bit numb to China's COVID consequences. And I thought I should buy some Argentinian pesos. No sign of that currency picking up this morning. This week, we've got an RBA meeting minutes release. Not much else. Bank of Japan interest rate decision. US has got 
got regular stuff, housing starts, weekly jobless numbers, nothing very interesting, as you'd expect rolling into Christmas. Just on the holidays front, you might be interested to know the holidays this year. This week is normal, Friday, normal trade, market open. Monday and Tuesday next week are the belated Christmas Day and Boxing Day holidays, ASX closed, then the rest of the week is normal, not even a half day. Monday, January the 2nd is the New Year's Day holiday, again a day late. So three days off, two of them next week, one of them the week after. Otherwise, normal trade. Henry's take, he added some BTH, is selling some LSF, and he notes a substantial shareholder turning up in SBM. He also talks about going to JB Hi-Fi, and there was almost nobody in there. And he's asking, where is everybody in the shopping centers? They aren't there. Either they've shopped online, or their mortgage is getting too expensive. The CNBC Fear and Greed Index sitting at fear at the moment. Yesterday it was sitting at fear, last week it was sitting at fear, and a month ago it was sitting at extreme fear. It's all pretty fearful. He also has a recording of his Ask the Analyst session in his section today, and that's about that. For those of you looking for the technical section, Stuart has finished his last article for the year as of last Friday. In the research, Mineral Resources on Friday, they made an announcement about Norwest Energy, and this morning a number of brokers have updated their recommendations. Macquarie has a target price 57% above the current share price. And there you go. The rest of them 6.5%, 3, 3.3%, 3.1%. So Macquarie out on its own there. Goldman Sachs talking about cutting 4,000 jobs. Star Entertainment Group down 11.4%. The New South Wales government wants to recover even more tax from them. They're complaining that something like 70% of their revenue is already going on tax. Sizzle. Do we still talk about BNPL? Sezzle up 2.9%. Apparently they're profitable, finally. And Parenti up 8%. Upgraded their earnings guidance today. There you go. There's a confession for you. An upgrade. And Mincor, MCR, nickel stock. Andrew Forrest's private company has upped its stake from 15.5% to the maximum 19.9% before you can bid. They had a capital raising, which is why his stake has gone up. Not sure he's going to bid, but the MCR price is up 3.8%. Life in the nickel stocks. Nickel Industries, NIC, also up 4.8% today. Unfortunately, Poseidon Nickel, 3.7 cents today, up 0.1 of a cent. Looks like we're having to wait for next year before their go-ahead on their project. And lastly, a French accounting firm has pulled out of auditing any companies to do with crypto because people don't believe their proof of reserves reports. So they're pulling out altogether. Don't want to be liable, I assume. Crypto remains crypto. And there you go. As I leave you, market just rallying quietly. Down three points now. Not much to report. You have a fabulous day. We'll be back tomorrow. (laughs) 